another solid gold podcast and it's a once again a very warm sapphire welcome to sapeople.com with me melanie walker and jenny baxter over in on teeb how's it now like having a cool day again today yeah it's actually beautiful I'm, i must take this off but it's too late now um, okay well it's never too late to have a happy childhood you know <laughs> Yeah, that we're doing. <laughs> so what has been happening in the world of SAPeople.com this week? Um, well, I think that the person who has had the most attention this week is the wonderful Trevor Noah. He's so excited to be back home. He's just been signed with Prime Video for their very first South African original, which mm-hmm. is, it's a, it's a show that's been all around the world in all different countries, and now it's coming to, to SA, called LOL, uh, Last one laughing. Last one uh, laughing. Last one laughing. And so what it is, is is that Trevor will be the host and there'll be 10 top South African comedians who mm-hmm. have to, um, who, sorry, I just had a cat. Um, <laughs> 10 South African comedians. <laughs> can't eat the cat. And do it slowly. Okay. <laughs> one bite at a time like an elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are pitted against each other and they have to. The way to lose is to laugh at your fellow comedian. So each comedian tries to be as funny as they can because as soon as somebody else laughs, that person loses. And whoever wins gets to donate one million rand to the charity of their choice. That sounds good. So it's all around really great. So, so Trevor's hosting that. He's so excited to be back. He's so excited to be getting back in touch with his South African audience, the people that he's grown up with. And on top of that, since his roots are both Swiss and South African, since his father is Swiss, just mm-hmm. like with uh, Roger Federer, tennis legend, who's got a, a Swiss father and a South African mother, um, the two of them have teamed up to promote Switzerland. And um, that's getting launched tomorrow on YouTube. It's a movie called uh, The Greatest Ride, something like that. Mm-hmm. The Ride of a Lifetime. Oh, it sounds good. And <laughs> yeah, so, so look out for it. Roger already, already teamed up with um, Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway for similar, you know, really funny promoting Switzerland kind of videos. So, okay. I'm I sure can say one right. word in, in, in Swiss German. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a long kitchen word. Cupboards. Kitchen cupboards. <laughs> kitchen cupboards. Kitchen cupboards. <laughs> I have one word. <laughs> That's <laughs> so useful. <laughs> I know. What would one do without it, I ask you, for tears of mine. Okay, so there's a lot of good stuff that's just coming up. And, I mean, I'm sure that um, – is, is Trevor going to be doing, like, any tour dates while he's out here? Hey, he is. He's he's going to be in South Africa, I think, like – September-ish. We've mm-hmm. got it on, on sapeople.com. All his tour dates. He's actually just announced another French date because he just added France to his tour and within 24 hours it was sold out. So he's he's added another one. So it's brilliant. He's going to be in various various countries around the world. The Australians are begging him, um, but, but he hasn't added Australia yet. But yeah. So I think it's I think it's a great year for Trevor. I mean, what he did in America was incredible, being on the Daily Show, but I think he's 
So, you know, it's like somebody who goes and works for a corporate for a while and then, and then you go back to freelancing and it's just that freedom to just be yourself. So mm. I think it's a very excited Trevor who's, who's come back to South African shores. Well, my one daughter will be very, very happy because she absolutely adores Trevor. I mean, she's I just completely mad about him. Okay, so what news do you have for expats? Um, that they really should be flying to Cape Town right now if they live in the UK and basically if they live anywhere outside of South Africa because basically with the rand and the pound, Cape Town has become 7.5% cheaper than it was a year ago for travelers from England. Wow. Which is really well. Which is really cool for them. Not cool for the people in in South Africa, but but cool for travellers to South Africa. Um, they they it's basically the UK Post Office does this annual research every year, mm-hmm. and um, and they compare the prices of a beer, a glass of wine, a three course meal, um, insect repellent, sunscreen. You know the kind of things that every traveller is going to buy wherever they go, yeah. and um, Cape Town came out the cheapest, and actually one of the uh, Egypt was in the top four, and New Zealand was in the top four for people. New Zealand, yeah, <laughs> New Zealand, and um, and so like. In Cape Town, you can have a three-course meal for thirty-five pounds, whereas in Iceland, that same meal will cost you one hundred and thirty-five pounds. Okay, I won't be going to Iceland anytime soon. It sounds like cost prohibitive. Or take your own food. Take some blood course. Yeah, I'm thinking that, you know, with the state of things in, in England at the moment, I mean, even in France, I mean, what is going on in France at the moment? Like with all of these strikes everywhere and fires. Burning. I mean, I just love that one video of that, that couple sitting and having a meal somewhere in the streets of, I think, Paris. And, and there's like this big fire happening in the background and they're just sitting and drinking their I think they were in Bordeaux. But because Bordeaux is where they actually tried to burn one of the city buildings where King Charles was going to be going. Um, and but but uh, of course the authorities put it out immediately. But yeah, it's really interesting. I've got two daughters in Paris, and you know, and the one is so pro the protesters, and the other one is so like, come on, get on with it, you know. Mm. So so it is a country divided, and even a family divided, just like in South Africa. You know, you've yep. you've all got different opinions, and. I just hope it all gets resolved nicely. And and it's not as bad as it looks on TV because, you know, there'll be one street where there's a fire, but as you saw, the people continue eating. It's not it's not raging out of control, you know. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, the thing for me is that also like in England, I mean, just the the, the power issues that they're having as well. Um, I mean, I, I was watching Graham Norton and he was also talking about, you know, it's okay, we don't have electricity and I'm sitting and thinking Oh gosh, it's not just us. Yeah, but but <clears throat> what what do you mean? I don't have any English friends who've run out of electricity. Well, in some places, I mean, there is an issue with with um, power supply. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. It, that kind of hit home for me. And oh. then, of course, the fact that we may not have electricity, but we have tomatoes. Although we're going into oh, winter, yes, which means that we aren't going to have like be able to grow tomatoes anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Okay, so yeah, Cape Town. Um, although they're going into their rainy season now, so not not the best time to go to visit the Cape. We've had like. 
the weirdest weather at this stage at the moment. I mean, it's been really kind of very wet and overcast and rainy and cold. Um, so I can feel winter is coming. And nice and cozy. So, so when you're driving, remember when I last visited South Africa, when I was in Johannesburg, it was really dry. Like we were driving along, not the William Nick, Jan Smuts Avenue, I think, mm -hmm. and, and there was just like dust on the side. Like there wasn't grass, it was dust. Is it now very green and beautiful? Yeah, everything's still very green. But I mean, once we get into winter, obviously in Johannesburg specifically, and well, you know, up on the high felt, it becomes very grey and brown and dry and crackly. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, I did see there was a wealth report recently, and um, because you know Cape Town's always featuring on everything, but Johannesburg featured out of the whole of Africa. Johannesburg has the most millionaires. Mm -hmm. um, I think over 14,000, the most millionaires in the whole of Africa, and I think Cape Town only came third. So, Are they talking about millionaires as in cash in the bank um, or in their assets? Oh, I don't know, Mal. Don't know. I don't know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and there might be a lot more millionaires if people don't owe anything on their houses, and their houses are worth like two million, so then you're millionaires. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I did no see, money, <laughs> yeah. Um, I did also see that of the billionaires, I think there's only three thousand and something. And this is not rand billionaires. This is dollar billionaires. Mm -hmm. um, out of the whole world, there's just over three thousand, of which almost a thousand are in China, and five are in South Africa or are South African. Why, why don't they just adopt me? <laughs> Come on, I'm lovely. <laughs> but just give one of their billion to you no, and don't your need that much. nearest and dearest. Really, don't need that much. Just need a new car, and then and then and to fix a hole in my roof, and then I think I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a bear of little brain and a person of little needs. That's the Aww. way to go. Okay, so now one thing I see you've got here. The yes. UNESCO Atlas of World Languages, Afrikaans, is potentially vulnerable. And I was I was quite glad to see that there was that court ruling that overturned the thing that was happening, I think, at Marty's, you know, at Stellenbosch University, mm. where they were trying to outlaw Afrikaans. And I'm sitting and thinking, well, um, just because Charlize said that only 40, however many people actually speak Afrikaans, doesn't mean that <laughs> there aren't a lot more people who actually have it as their first language. And in fact, I think it, it rates higher than a lot of the other languages in South Africa. So, you know, I don't know why it's potentially yeah. vulnerable because ek praat mos Afrikaans en ek sal Afrikaans die hele tijd praat, want ek dink is a baie, baie lekker taal. Okay. <laughs> oui. I um um you know you know I think that Marty's thing is really awkward. I think that what happened initially is that people felt that they were being spoken about, just like some South African expats do when they are abroad. People felt like they were being spoken about in front of them in a language they didn't understand sometimes, and so they I kind of said. And then that also was very unfair. They said, okay, no Afrikaans allowed, even amongst kids with their parents, speaking in campus, sitting on a bench. So, so you are right, it went out of control and that has been overruled and um, it, was, it went against human rights, actually. Um, yeah, you're allowed to speak your language. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is, and what I think that Charlize was trying to hint at, 
is that Afrikaans is challenged as a language by laws like that, you know? Yeah. And so, so what the world... Um, UNESCO Atlas of World Languages is saying is, I mean, it, it's a tier system and it goes down to endangered and Af Afrikaans is nowhere near endangered. But, you know, AfriForum said they are very glad to see that it has been recognized as a challenged language that is facing some challenges and needs support to get out of that vulnerable position, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some other, so, so basically all the governments in the world were asked to, to give information towards this atlas. Um, the South African government did not. So now AfriForum has provided them with the information. As, and it's not just Afrikaans. There's some other official languages in South Africa that are facing vulnerability. Well, I was so, quite interested the one time when I was driving through to Clarence and uh, hit a pothole, <laughs> as one is one to do in this country, <laughs> wherever you go. And um, the guy that sort of stopped to help us, uh, one of the taxi drivers, I think I mentioned him in one of our previous podcasts, fully Afrikaans. I was like, who can prate Afrikaans? Yeah, just say Mudetal. Hey, prat most Afrikaans. Hey, prat other language, basically. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So that was that was quite interesting. And God forfend, I mean, at least I hope some kind of logic prevails in where is it, in Texas or Florida or wherever, where the, the parents have now gone on this mission that you're not allowed to have pictures of uh, Michelangelo's David or Botticelli's um, no. Venus. I'm like, what? I mean, you've got people <laughs> shooting each other in the classrooms, but goodness me, don't look at that picture. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's scary. I, I don't know what's going on in the world, but it's like it's art. Okay, get yeah. a grip. Everybody has one. Well, you know, and, and something else that they said this week as well is that, you know, um, students are now being told all the time, you know, trigger warning when you read this particular book, the, a classic, you know, and there are all these trigger warnings. And they said that the trigger warnings are actually creating more of a problem because it's making all these students feel that they are so vulnerable, that they need to be warned, you know. Um, yeah, so, so I don't know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's like a pendulum and it swings and things are going to go. Have you ever been into some of these art galleries from centuries ago? And they were so much more promiscuous and, you know, and you just realize we go up and down, up and down. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, we, I think we say it every week. Just be lecker. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. So, what news have you got from expats? I'm sure that I mean we have so many amazing South Africans doing so many amazing things all over the world. I think my best story this week is um, a really proudly South African guy, Dieter Eislin, who has just been signed for the fourth time with Chicago Bears, playing for the NHL, NHL, NFL. Who's the NHL? National yeah, um, National Football League. NHL, which is the National Hockey League, which is actually ice hockey, not like field hockey. Oh, that's yeah. why. Well, yeah. he he's the kind of guy who could have played anything. So he started off in, in Pretoria with rugby. He went to a rugby school in Stellenbosch. And then he kind of got distracted by weightlifting. And then he got distracted by... Um, NFL, watching it on TV, and he used mm -hmm. to download and, and watch all these videos. And at the age of 16, he flew to America on his own, went to um, 
a football league, American football camp, just fell in love with the sport. He had never played it before, wrote to all these universities and said, you know, please, I've never played before, but, and, and actually got, got a university. His coach said to him the one day, he was exhausted, and the coach said, you have to go to this camp to, right now. And, mm -hmm. and he was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And he said he was, in, he was so annoyed, he, he used a swear word, but um, he was so annoyed that he really played aggressively. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a coach from Yale who saw him and was so impressed that he signed him immediately. Yeah, so 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 we've got a great story on Dieter and how he never ever he never aimed for the NFL. You know, he just aimed to play at a university and he's landed up, you know, doing so well. Um, could have been a springbuck probably. He you know, he really believes you put your mind to something and a hard work and you will get there. Um and when he plays um in these NFL games, he wears a US and a South African flag. And um, and he says, you know, I'm proudly doing this for South Africa. He's he's at the Sabi Sands at the moment. He's in South Africa on holiday. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's Afrikaans, so for him, you know, the hardest thing about moving to America was having to speak English every day. Well, but, he'll learn it with an American accent, like Charlize. <laughs> yeah, he has already. He has. Yeah, he's, he's been well, there about eight years now. Following in Nas Berta's um, footsteps as well, because of course Nas went to go and play for the Dallas Cowboys at some stage as well. He did, but he didn't play for very long. No. Now, yeah. I, mean, I just remember when there was very little TV to be had back in the 80s in England, um, they used to have this wonderful um, compilation, um, one and a half hour show on a Sunday late afternoon on Channel 4 all to do with the national uh, with football not really? soccer but American football um, and I, just, I would watch that every single week I really enjoyed it it was quite interesting ah you and Dita yum yeah loved watching it um, okay so what have we got that local good news and I'm, I'm going to start off with local good news in the fact that for our podcast last week we, we used a wonderful picture which is a, a fantastic uh, mural of uh, the late Desmond Tutu who of course the arch for me was just like one of the best people on earth I absolutely adored him yeah such a beautiful human and it was it's such a beautiful story behind that mural um, it's actually a New Zealand artist who you know met a South African expat I think in Dubai and then they moved mm. back to or somewhere in the Middle East and then they moved um, to Hermanus he is you know in love with South Africa um, and and he was asked to do some artwork of Desmond Tutu on some bus stops, but he felt like Desmond Tutu deserves something even bigger than than bus stops, and and just a chance meeting his car, his tire, his uh, had a flat tire or something, stopped at some little putt stall and and bumped into a church group, uh, Full Moot, which Desmond Tutu used to be the patron for. And mm. and got chatting with them, and said this idea of his. And before he knew it, they had organised Hermanus Waterfront, this beautiful big wall, and it's going to be a destination piece. Where already it is, already. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, the, the painting only finished a week ago, and already they had foreigners and locals coming and having their photos taken there because the painting is is low enough that you can be standing almost next to Desmond Tutu. 
and and it is a beautiful, very colourful um, mural, you know, which which apparently Desmond Tutu would have loved. Um, so well done there to Matthew Kearns. Um, yeah, we, we did credit him as the artist, which is lovely. I I, I love it. It's just like a, a such a nice, vibrant, gorgeous picture, and I think it kind of really does capture the art. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> and it has his quote on it. His quote about, you know, if you if you want peace, mm -hmm. you need to be talking to your enemies. Yeah. You know, if you, Instead if you of slagging them off all the time, which is still yes. happening because, of course, we have now a new, I think, a mayor um, of another coalition in Shwane. But now, yeah. of course, um, the EFF are already sitting there and saying he's a this and he's a that and he's a other. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, can't we all just work together? <laughs> Did people yeah. not teach their children when they were in primary school or even preschool? You've got to be nice to people. And the nicer you are to people, the more you're going to get done. Yeah. So don't behave like the smelly stuff. Be lecker. Um, <laughs> there we go again. Okay, so now the Kruger. My, my one daughter's back up um, near that area again. So I'm very interested to oh, see Oh, will her. she start sending us photos? Please. I will get her to as soon as she starts doing some walks at the moment. She's learning. She's doing the grunt work, obviously, starting at the bottom, being an intern. But I mean, still getting the opportunity to see some. She saw she saw wild dogs for the first time the other day. I was so envious. I was like, oh, I want to oh, see those too. Painted I still remember the first time I saw wild dogs. Yeah, that's oh. amazing. Yeah, so of course, wonderful. Is one of the world's top nature destinations. Why yeah, not? which is fantastic news. And that's TripAdvisor. So, mm -hmm. you know, TripAdvisor has so many users and they, they look back over a year and they look at all the reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Plus there is some editorial input. Um, and so, so the crew, so, so these are the places that people like to go for an outdoor holiday mm. and out of the whole world, the Kruger came in at number 20, but I was a bit surprised that it wasn't even higher up. Um, Serengeti was at number three. Yeah. Mauritius was higher up. Oh, I can't remember, but it is in the article on SA People. Um, oh, my goodness. Who was it? Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have a look. I'll go along to the Facebook page and check it out. But, I mean, yeah, it is, yeah. it is like, I mean, some of the things that um, I do have on my bucket list, and I've always said there's only one thing on my bucket list. Of course, that's doing the longboat canal thing through France, which I'd love to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, then dancing the Argentine tango with Al Pacino at the foot of the Angel Falls in Venezuela, which is just a little bit out there. But yeah, I do amazing. think that um, taking a hot air balloon ride over the Serengeti, because I have done it over um, – <clears throat> Uh, near Sun City, what's that place called there? Palindaba? Oh, no. Palabora. Palabor no, not Palabora. That's a town. What's it called, that area that you oh. go? It starts with a P, though, doesn't it? It does start with a P. We're, both, we're just behaving like blondes today. It's all good. <laughs> Everybody knows what we mean. There by Sun City in the northwest, that place. Okay, but one of the, the I see here that one of the top five places to go skinny dipping in South Africa is actually. Um, at one of my hangout haunts, which I always do when I go down to see, well, to go and see the parents, um, now my mom. Um, but interestingly, the Mpanyati Nature Reserve, which is near Palm Beach, okay, and yeah. I, had, I had a piece of property there so I could see the Mpanyati and I go walking through there. They've got great boardwalks. And it's a really good skinny reserve. dipping. 
I didn't go skinny dipping because I was always with my dad. <laughs> Would have been a bit odd. But my dad is um, one of the people who's responsible for all the the names on the trees in the Impanyati um, Nature Reserve, as well as at the Umtamvuna River Gorge Walk as well. So he was the one who went and put all the little names up here, there, yeah, and everywhere. Beautiful. So that's, I mean, it's, I just love that part of the South Coast, all the way down from kind of um, Ramsgate further down to Port Edward. It's just, there's so many amazing things there, so many amazing yeah. people. It's just a wonderful, and of course, some of the top blue flag beaches and doesn't get sort of all that horrible, icky, icky, icky pollution in the water, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And it's and the water is actually warm enough to swim in all day and enjoy yourself. Well, there is, I, I have to tell you, yeah, so I have walked along that section of the beach and I, I told you about it when we were down there the last time. Yeah. Um, so we always do specific walks, like we will walk from um, Trafalgar down to um, the Impanyati and back again. But I know exactly where the section is, where it has a little warning that says, be careful, you may see some naked people. <laughs> and I have seen a naked person or two there. And you're quite, not quite sure where to look because, I mean, it, it's a different thing if you go to Sandy Bay in Cape Town. I mean, you know, everybody goes. It's not kind of one of these things where you're just taking your kids for a walk. You have It's a yeah. destination point. Here, it's kind of a little bit more, hmm, okay. It's a bit cold out there today, I see. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> Oh, where are the other places? Obviously, Sandy Bay must be one of them. And it is. It is. And and Yonkers Hook to the waterfall in um, Stellenbosch. Mm -hmm. um, the Otter Trail. Okay. Uh, um Oh, and Sardinia Bay. In Tabacha. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. So so you could actually do a, a holiday of South Africa. Going, going to naked. those, yeah. yeah but, but, back home. <clears throat> so for those of you who believe that the Americans are right in trying to ban having David's sculpture anywhere uh, in your town, those are the places to avoid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from millionaires and billionaires to people who are doing good things to raise money for other people, um, yeah. you've got a couple of good stories there of some people who are thinking about others. Oh, I love them. They're, I mean, Casper Neovest is is South Africa's biggest rap star, such a superstar. And he got together with Quentin van der Berg, a foundation. Mm -hmm. Quentin's also constantly, I mean, his foundation, if you can go online and, and follow them, they are always doing good stuff and uplifting people and listening to South African stories, you know, and, mm. and giving everyone a voice. Um, anyway, they went to Casper's old school where the, the, they didn't have fresh drinking water. And mm. they've put in a borehole, um, which has now given drinking water to 47 teachers and 1,357 students. Great. Which is which is wonderful. It's so nice. It must be such a lovely feeling to go and help your old your old school and okay. you know this is this is, this is the, in the northwest why is it that people individuals are having to do this when I mean, this is something that the government promised 20 odd years ago that they were going to sort out things and they haven't they haven't organized like i mean pit toilets you know that oh no. gosh let's not even go there and i feel um, like I, the, there was the jacob zuma detour and and as soon as the detour, as soon as everybody gets back on the, on the on the highway, it'll be okay on the right again. Track. Yeah. 
yeah. where they start thinking about what their people about things doing things for their people instead of just doing things for themselves or their party. I think then we'd be on the right track. Yeah. At the moment, you know, my, my heart bleeds for those poor parents or those kids. Um, but now the fact is, is that we keep saying this week after week, that as South Africans, we need to come together. We need to go out and do it because nobody else is going to do it. If you sit and wait for the government to do something, nothing will ever get done. And that's yeah. why, you know, yeah. with the potholes, there are people who go out and fill up potholes um, and, and they're doing it. And I'm not talking about the companies. I'm talking about individuals as well who have seen, oh, there's a pothole. Let me go and fill it. That's what I think is lacquer. Okay. Hey, and, but you know, another thing that I also wonder about with these pit toilets mm -hmm. is, is that the hole is so big, which is why children are, you know, quite a few children actually mm -hmm. have at least three that I know of have, have fallen in and, and drowned. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know they want to replace them with real toilets, but, but the whole thing's taking so long. In the meantime, you know, with, um, with Muslim people, so we've got it here in France, um, mm. some of our normal toilets are being replaced with holes in the floor. Mm. But but there's a covering so that the hole itself is is very small. You you even your leg wouldn't go down into it. Mm. So wouldn't that be a good idea if they could just get those covers? Jen, they they they've had twenty odd years to sort this out, and I don't know why they haven't. Um, let's let's look further into it. Maybe do a story on it. Have a chat with people. Get it going. That's the only way I can think of it. It's sad. It's sad mm. that this has not happened. Um, I mean, it's just a, a basic human right, essentially, that we should be, you know, people have a right to water. Why has this not been happening? I remember it was, gosh, um, about 1988 that we went up to Falwater, um with the, um, what was it called, World Vision. Do you remember World Vision? And they brought out... Mm. Um, Oh, what was that actor's name? He came out here as well because he was working with American actor. He was in The Deer Hunter. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, well, John Hurt. John Hurt? No, no, no. no, no John no. Savage? Savage, yes. Savage was here. Yeah. And we went up there with him and it was all about, you know, they were raising money at the time to make sure that they would have water Bring, you know, instead of, they, there was just nothing. Yeah. They, were, they were having to walk for miles and miles. And there's still the fact that it's still happening in South Africa, and that was in 1988, and people had started doing things about it. We yeah, need yeah. to, as a nation, come together and stop politicking and actually just say, what can we do to help? Done. You know, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, and you know, on John Savage, he was in South Africa for so long that um, he became like an honorary South African. Yeah. And when I was in living in London, I went into this place in Chelsea the one day, like a brasserie, restaurant, whatever. And he was sitting at the bar. And it was so funny because it was, it was like so exciting. It was like, you know, obviously we knew each other. But it was like bumping into an old South African friend again. Like, oh, you know, how's it? And yeah, <laughs> and yeah it's, it's funny to think he's actually not South African. Yeah. No, I know he was here a lot. Okay, so what else? There's one other story here about Mary Zulu. Oh, Mary Zulu is just, just gives us so much hope. Mm. 
of good people, good people in South Africa, a German priest and, and a whole bunch of other South Africans working at his orphanage um, in Mandini, which is near to where I used to live. Mm. Um, so, KwaZulu Natal. For those who don't know where Jenny used to live, it's more than <laughs> KwaZulu Natal Coast, okay? Yeah, up that way. <laughs> the Dolphin Coast. Um, so, 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 Mary Zulu was abandoned as a baby. Mm. And this wonderful orphanage, this wonderful German priest, took her in and um and and just you know noticed her little athleticism um got her into rugby um her rugby then got her into a university because she got a scholarship whatever it's called a bursary and um and she played this weekend in madrid for the springback women and they Yay. they didn't win but she's a winner yeah. um so yeah so beautiful so lovely and uh, lovely just talking about about the dolphin coast i don't know if you saw some wonderful footage of the the really big part of called either killer whales or uh, orcas. orcas that came into plettenberg bay but but actually officially they kill a dolphins because no, they're no, the they largest are, they're dolphins. of the dolphins yeah they're not whales, just they're dolphins. doesn't sound the same. And like a whale shark is not a whale either. <laughs> yes, yes. Whale just means very big. So, so, so whales themselves need a new name. <laughs> Okay, right. Okay, so um, <laughs> um, I, I just want to um, go on to something entertaining. Um, I, I see that you've got written down here my octopus teacher. Um, and of course, I, we did discuss it at the time when everything did that. And we, we, we loved everything about it except for the actual voice of the, the person <laughs> who did it. But it was such a wonderful, heartwarming story. And I mean, like, you know, we all sit there and nobody wanted to eat um, calamari anymore. And, and of course, like, you know, calamari is not actually octopus um no yeah, no however the 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 eating of octopus has become a big and bigger thing and mm. so and they eat right them live, now, tentacles feel like somebody is talking about this tentacle going down the back of their throat and the, the, the little suckers getting stuck on their throat oh, oh, yeah. oh no <laughs> so 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 right now the the very first commercial octopus farm is mm. being proposed in the canary islands um which uh, avars you know they um mm. citizen huge group um so so they're doing a lot of publicity at the moment and and basically you know um anti this commercial octopus farm um and they are using my octopus teacher as proof that you know octopus octopi are sentient creatures and are very smart and mm. you know that this is really cruel yeah oh. Yeah, so so for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, watch it, and you'll never, ever, ever eat octopus or calamari, which is something totally different ever again. Uh, no, I still eat calamari, but I don't eat octopus, because I, when I had my 400-litre marine tank, um, I was always finding things that had been uh, washed up and almost dying in the rock pools down at Jessa Point in the very northern KwaZulu-Natal coast. Yeah. And um, I, I put them into the tank, you know, to get them to the stage where I could put them back into the ocean again. Um, but uh, yeah. they, they had three little baby. I mean, they were tiny. The, the, the smallest one was like about just over a centimeter big. Um, and their names were Octavius, Augustus, <laughs> and Julius. 
Unfortunately, Julia's <laughs> yeah. got depressed and decided to commit suicide by climbing up the tank. <laughs> so they do do that. Oh, no. Yeah. I once had a little crocodile, which was very cute. Very, mm, very, very cute. And then a crocodiles. snake ate it. No, a snake oh. ate it. Yeah. No, okay. Well, let's stay with dolphins because coming up next week on SA People, you have something about a dolphin whisperer. Yes, a guy in Cape Town. He takes the most amazing videos and um, photos with like the backdrop of Table Mountain and, and, and dolphins. I mean, he should be, he should be the tourism person. Um, really stunning. And, and he has this sort of relationship. Okay. Nothing creepy. <laughs> no, no, not that with the mouth his teacher. <laughs> no. <laughs> we won't go there. Anyhow, uh, that's pretty much all we have time for, unfortunately, this week. Um, but, of course, you can find out more about other stories that are making the headlines on sapeople.com by going along to the website or onto Facebook and going to have a look at sapeople.com for expats and South African sappers. We are the people. Right. Jenny, we'll catch up with you again <laughs> next week. Take good care. Thanks, Melanie. You too. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. You've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast.